Welcome to the So Rare... I can't do it, Hybe. Welcome to So Far So Rare. Hybe, could you try and do your old intro for us? This is a thing, right? How? I'm trying to remember <laughs> what it even was. It was that long ago. Uh, hello, and welcome <laughs> to the So Far So Rare podcast with John Nellis and Hybe. I think it was something like that, right? It was something like that. It was the outro that used to get me. If you want to spread the good journey i don't know what used to say something in the outro i loved it but anyway for anyone who doesn't have a, anyone who doesn't know what's happening here hybe is an og of the community someone who you're the person who got me into so rare you and quinny kind of a combined effort he's the one who ended up winning the referral i think but um you both were very much combined effort back in the days i remember you loaning me five six seven cards to get me started you had the first kind of so rare podcast you and ywa um, and then you kind of went off the face of the earth, I don't know what, a year ago? Maybe a year and a half, I don't know, you know better than me. We have a little bit of scandal around Blackpool, so we'll cover a little bit of that, but there's loads happening in SoRare at the minute we're going to talk about. You're back within the community, and we're just going to have a wee chat, so do you want to fill people in on anything I've missed or got wrong there, and then we'll get stuck into the topics of the week? Yeah, I think that was quite accurate, so yeah, as some of you might know me as High V, but I think the community's grown so, so much since I was really a, a big part of the social media side. So I think I, I joined Surreal back in 2020, and as you said, I've done a, a podcast for a little while with You'll Never Walk Alone. Probably stopped that over a year and a half ago now, um, maybe February 22. And so, yeah, it's been probably a, a little while since I've been out and about in the community. I've been focused on some other games. I've never left Surreal, I've always been playing it, but I feel like it's time for me to, to get back involved in the community. I feel like I, I want to, to be part of this uh, again because it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's grown. It's not going anywhere. It's a game that I don't want to stop playing. I've never stopped playing and I, I see a future there. It has its, has some issues that we'll maybe get into, but yeah, it's, it's a game I, I want to, to keep going at. So yeah. We're going to get stuck in anyway to like, you know, there, there's a lot of things in this podcast, obviously, we're going to talk about like, there's the new cards this week and the launch of that and the treasure hunt, the augmented reality, all this malarkey. Um, but I suppose like straight off the bat, when I put out for questions, I normally believe questions a bit later, but just to get this one kind of elephant in the room out of the way, so Rare Monkey came in with a question and it got a good few likes, so it means a few people want to hear the answer, so we'll just get it done and Again, maybe some of you don't really know the crack, so talk to explain this one maybe a little bit as if people don't really have a clue. But he wants to know: Do you regret getting involved with Blackpool and doing the trades that turned the community against you? So maybe you, from your perspective, like what was it that happened? Because I kind of half remember it, but don't really remember it. I remember loads of big trades and big cards exchanging hands and people sort of saying it went against the rules of multi-account and blah blah. From your perspective, what happened and and. How did that end up to the fallout after it? And was there a ban on SO5 for someone? Yeah, so I think there's, there's some I can go into, and obviously we'll, we, we won't need to, to go into all, all the details. But back in well, a year and a half ago, I decided to take a, an opportunity to, to join Blackpool and to combine my account with, with Blackpool and cards. And at that stage, that was something that we were able to, to do within the terms and conditions of, of Surreal, and there was pre-approval to, to do so. But quite quickly, I think there was a, a sentiment uh, within the community that this wasn't fair, and Surreal then decided to look in, into to that situation, not just with ourselves, but with quite a few, a few other players within the, in the game at that stage and changed their terms and conditions. So that meant that the account that I had put together at this stage was no longer able to, to be played. So there, there was a bit of an SO5 ban for my account for a short period of time, but I was able to revert those trades, get back to, to my old account and continue playing Surreal. But for me, I think just the way the whole situation went, the community backlash, the personal attacks that I felt that were happening at the time, I took a, <clears throat> a personal step back from the social media side. We literally just stopped doing the, the podcast at, at that point, and I, I stopped engaging with Surreal so much at that point. I was only out of SO5 for a couple of weeks, continued continue to play there, and I've continued to enjoy it. But... I suppose it has soured my enjoyment and experience of Surreal for a for a period of time, um, but 
that was sadly the situation at the time. I think that was something that Surya needed to, to look at. It was, mm. but for me, it was a, a a little bit annoying because, as you know, there's there's all sorts that go on within the Surya community. There's massive um, multi-accounting issues that are still not being addressed. We know that there's people operating in collaborative modes at the moment. There's lots of loans going on. There's all sorts. So there were there was definitely other things going on at the time that were far more nefarious, not out in the open. And I think the fact that there had been pre-approval to do what we were aiming to do um, kind of soured it a, a little bit. But bygones be bygones. I'm still able to place it air, still being able to, to enjoy that over the last 18 months or so. And I think, yeah, time to, to maybe kick on again and start to get back involved in the community. Think about how do I develop my, my account and gallery a, a bit more. Um, I've not really, I've made purchases all the way through, but I've not really been focused on it too heavily. I've mm. instead of looking at other projects and, and other things. So, yeah, maybe time to, to focus on Surreal a bit more. It's... um. Obviously, it's been a long time since anyone's heard from you, and there's been a lot that's happened. To be honest with you, a year and a half ago was probably back in progress bar territory. Maybe that was two and a half years ago. But, I mean, it's a long time ago. How do you feel So Rare's been, like, I suppose since you last spoke, maybe, we've had, have we had NBA and MLB and, you know, different sports? There's been a lot that's happened, hasn't there? It's evolved massively. I'm, I'm trying to think what was... The current what was the, the latest news when i was last speaking and it just feels so long ago and um, mm. so much has happened we've obviously had the premier league we've had the introduction of, of these two new sports which i think as well have their, their problems they've not necessarily landed in the way that we we would have hoped we've had massive new user growth on the platform but i think we, we still potentially need a, an awful lot more um, the platform continues to impress me from and it goes from strength to strength but there always are going to be issues right mm. i think try to grow something this big this fast it is difficult um but i'm generally always pretty impressed with what what are, are are doing what they're, they're trying to achieve it may not if you if you look on any other communities if you go into the discord if you look on social media it might not always sound that way but i think that the general surreal fan is impressed by by what they're doing is content with the, the game at, at large and yeah have their frustrations but these are all things that can be fixed and can be be improved on mm. i've just noticed something as i'm clicking around um quite ignorantly i went on a wee bit of a I, you said something that triggered this kind of rabbit hole and I've went and I had a look at YNWA's account and I've seen, I know he hasn't been purchasing too much recently but he has been buying up um, some one-offs of the new Liverpool cards so he must be all about this uh, these 3D cards and I think they're particularly new signings he's going for um, but yes a lot has changed since you last came on do you think that they've got a bit better at chipping things I remember when you would have last been talking I think there was a notable change after the Spoon era, which was about a year ago, where they just seemed to start, things started happening. Have you noticed that? Do you agree? Do you think they're still sleeping on stuff? Or I feel like they, they picked up the pace a good bit in the last 12 months. For a lot of, yeah, small cosmetic items that are fairly easy to ship, I think you receive regular improvements all the time, and that's nice to see. I think back in the early days, you'd wait for a Discord announcement, and then an update would come a few days later or a few weeks later. Now we're seeing updates every other time you, you log in, mm. especially if you're you're not on Surreal every other day, you will see noticeable improvements. And I think, yeah, it's hard to take. Like, you know what it's like in, in their Discord when there was only a handful, like a couple of thousand users, the amount of feedback and to be able to process and manage that and then turn that into to a tangible improvement does take time the fact that they're now doing this at a much larger scale at pace yeah i think is is quite impressive um it's i'm trying to think what else has happened since you went to any thoughts any drama any big things i mean the, the premier league came that happened I've, earlier this year i've stayed out of all the drama john you stayed out of it all not like you <laughs> so in terms of like 
current events, right, in, in the so rare world and things to talk about, right? Um, now that we've got a bit of the drama out of the way, and maybe we'll get back into some a bit later, but who knows? These three D cards and the treasure hunt. What what's your thought on it all before we get into the actual drop of it? So I like to see these things, and I think in the early days that's the kind of event that would have got me super excited about Surreal, got me passionate and thinking, yeah, this is a product I really want and get more involved with. I think me personally now, I don't need to get involved in that actual event. I don't. Uh, it's not the kind of thing I'm going to try and figure out the clues for and try to, to win this in real life experience. Mm. I've not typically targeted some of these like winning strips or winning in real life experiences really hard, but I think there Season. is a, a lot of people who value that kind of prize extremely high. I think, as you've seen, the, the Zidane meetup, all, all the other in real life events that they've done recently or over the, the last year or so, these mean a lot to people. People. Mm. Where was it you played? Anfield. Anfield. Yeah. So how big was that? You Did you not Huge. go to some random guy's house and, and get a Liverpool fan to yeah. play in? So there's, this means a lot to, to truly passionate football football fans. And I think it'd be interesting to see them push on, on that a lot more over the coming years. Why can't they be the place to go to win in real life events and, and prizes? Yeah, I agree. I think these are the things that set it apart, and I've said it so many times in this podcast. I feel like I said every week, where it's just like those are when you get to like money can't buy, and when you get to money can't buy, there's no like cap on how many cards people can want or need. Like if people, if people have the money and it's something you can't buy, they will try their hardest to win it, and the only way to do that is by buying cards to try and increase your chances of winning. Does that make sense? Am I talking shit here? What I'm trying to say is. If you're a big rich person and you can't buy to get on the plane with Milan, you're just going to buy the best so rare cards for that week. So whenever you have these incredible experiences that money can't buy across multiple teams over the world, you're going to get all the rich people who want those experiences just buying all the cards to try and get themselves the best chance. And I think it's also just something very unique about it that other fantasy products don't really have. Um, so I've always said I think I should lean into it. So I love it. And I think this treasure hunt... I'll be honest with you, I'm not really trying because it seems a little bit much but there are people who are die hard into it and loving yeah. it and one of them's going to win a trip with the Milan team, which is obscene. And, and I think that's the great thing, right? So the person who is going to win this is truly passionate about winning this. They are desperate. It's not just a random raffle because you've entered in a SO5 competition. You've had to put a bit of effort in. Mm. People like me and you who are maybe not taking it as serious aren't going to win but that's fine it's because someone who really wants this and is going to make the most of this experience will get that so i think it's exciting i think it's good to have these kind of competitions there and they needed to to do something to launch the new vr cards mm. what what are your thoughts on those so initially when the designs came out in 2d i was a little bit on this podcast, it was a little bit like, I wouldn't say I was like savage or cutting, I really wasn't that harsh on them, but I was kind of saying like, I don't love them. Um, And then my mind was slightly changed whenever I saw them all laid out with the, I, see, I saw them laid out with the previous seasons. And I was like, oh, whenever you actually lay it beside the previous season's cards, they do pretty well. Like they're definitely better than some of the older cards we've had. And then now that I see them in 3D and you can explore them and play with them, I actually am convinced. Like, I like them. I really do. And maybe it's a gimmick, and maybe it's a bit mad, but I love it. I think they've done a great job with the light um, reflecting off kind of the, I don't know, the wee kaleidoscopy design, and I just think the cards move really well. I like the print of the SoRare logo and maybe sometimes the RC on the side. I'm about it. I am about it. What about you? Yeah, I've got no negative feelings on it. Um, it doesn't really make it doesn't make me want to buy one more so than a, another card. For me, it's still about the utility, but I can yeah. see why. And this is the first iteration of these cards. There's hopefully more to to come, and more interaction that we can can gain from these. I'd imagine that this this is not going to be the the final product we we've seen five or six years of different card evolutions this is the first vr one what will it look like 
at year 10 and what will you be able to do with that how will you be able to interact with that in the stadium at events whatever there's there's huge potential of what they can potentially do here and whether they do that or not still to be seen but yes that's interesting i just i think it's a nice start as you say it's the first iteration we'll see what the backs of these cards can actually contain because at the minute it's just like a nice little refracty place space if that makes sense i also think like it's a very small detail i have it on the screen now for people watching like the light refracts i keep using that word maybe it's even wrong off the little like segments quite nicely if you twist the card around this is getting into the minute details but the card still seems very flat it doesn't seem textured on the back if that makes sense so it's as if well, I suppose you can't get cards in real life that kind of have this effect that are just a flat card. I think the Danny Parejo one I used to have sitting around his desk was the same. It's like a Topps Chrome Sapphire, um, if anyone's into their collectibles. Anyway, I'm talking shite. I like them, and I do think that there's a lot of room for improvement on them, but I'm just interested to see what the special editions do. What do you think about this whole augmented reality and people flicking them around in their toilet and whatever else? Are you about it? personally it doesn't i'm not going to sit there and flick the card around i might have just sat there and spun a highland round and seen how fast it can can spin right but yeah it doesn't have any real benefit to me in my surreal collection other than maybe i was showing someone who was new to the, the platform mm. um, but to, to them they'd be, okay what can i do with this and then you have to t- take them through okay this is where these cards actually have value so again comes back to there's no real utility in it at the moment. It's nice. It's an enhancement. It's yeah. It doesn't really do do too much for for my enjoyment mm. or engagement with the platform. I think it's like a fun wee marketing tool that'll be good crack for a week now, and people are having fun, and people are making jokes, and they're putting them in their cereal, and they're doing this and they're doing that, and I do think it makes it very easy for people to promote so rare anytime they're at a football match watching one of their players because they'll just stick their card on the pitch and be like oh i'm here watching messi me but i do think like the the novelty of having them sitting on your desk will wear off after like three days and then no one's really going to do it so like it's all about innovating as to what you can actually do with that or if and again i don't even know how any of this will be managed but just thinking out loud like taking photos of your player on the pitch that they're actually on or getting a photo of your player with their card makes you eligible for some sort of bonus this or i don't know like if there's some sort of augmented reality challenge or i said it last week if they tie in geography somehow with stadiums um where if you bring your card to the stadium and do something i don't know there's an angle there that obviously they know better about the technology and what can be done but like yeah but sitting twiddling around on your desk i don't think really does much other than a quick like oh isn't that funny or isn't that that's nice i think that's all it'll ever be if you can use them to engage with something and a bit more um, so uh, keeping the users engaged with surreal more by having Mm. in real life things that they can go and can do with these (laughs) yeah for me it's it's, Mm. it's 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 not quite there yet um premier league and bundesliga drafts are back so did you ever play the free-to-play modes did you bother your arse i've done it I've done them a couple of times i don't think i have a, a goalkeeper for most at the moment because i've not redrafted in, in so mm. long i've just never really taken the free-to-play modes that serious i think the reason is there's just so many lineups to put in each week yeah each week that yeah it's not been necessarily worth my, my while when you've got 25 30 other lineups going in mm. it, yeah it's hard to prioritize that those i know what you mean whenever you've got the other ones going in that are taking two three four however many hours of your time and then to go and stick another five in that require a bit of research and a bit of fun for fun it's almost like once you go to the paid version why would you go back to the free version yeah. i might do it for like a road to glory type vibe but equally I've kind of like I'm kind of looking at that now, and I'm like based off my time today and what I've got to do, and it's a Thursday and da da da. I'm like, geez, am I gonna have time to turn around? It's easily one of the first things you can drop off, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see about it, but um, it is nice to see you know on the Premier League draft all the new cards and all the new players and 
whatever else. I, I like I did enjoy to be honest with you of the content I made last season. I was I used to enjoy the the drafts because and the free to play because it kind of made me look at players I otherwise wouldn't, and I would really strategize around fixtures and um i used to find it quite fun because whenever you're with your own gallery you can get quite stagnant and you just kind of play your same guys every week a bunch of the best guys you play the best guys and you know who you're playing and you're under 23 and you know who you're playing your champ whereas in it i felt like oh fucking i'm trying to think of a team that you would west ham have two good fixtures coming up i'm gonna get jared bowen do you know whenever i'm not gonna do that in real so rare and go oh i'm gonna go and buy jared bowen for these two fixtures i'm not gonna do that yeah, so i kind exactly. of enjoyed it that way another, another bit of gameplay that people do enjoy right so the, mm. there are lots of people who are wanting to play that and, and do want to strategize it was one of the questions that we had around what would you bring back like a, a competition from the, the past and i was thinking one shot leak i don't know if you remember that the i do the Jupiter, yeah the fact, so i think it was five games and you you picked up a 25 player squad I think something like that, but a more developed version. And we've obviously kind of seen that with the introduction of these free-to-play leagues. They've focused on individual leagues and you're drafting a, a squad for a, a future set of fixtures. But something that's a, a lot more advanced than this, that takes some of those principles, a, de- a more developed version across all leagues, seasonal and monthly tournament formats. I think there, there's something in there and whether that can integrate with a free-to-play but also a pay-to-play version so we could come in there with our squad of players that you have in your collection and you could draft from from them that might entice you to to make more market purchases to to draft a couple of other players but this isn't a paid-to-play version of like the the Bundesliga amateur mm. I don't know this that that would probably be one of the the routes I would, I would I'd like to, to see more hmm. longer format plays and we've obviously got that with the introduction introduction of the, the monthly format tournaments do you know what I got I got a wee email about so rare kickoff mode beta sign up so I didn't do it yet I'm gonna try and do it now but I'm interested to see how it goes oh what actually I'm actually doing this live what's my age hmm Wait, are betas meant to be private? No, surely they're not. Ugh, I'll do this later. I'm interested to see how that goes as a free-to-play mode and how that scales and how that works with, with onboarding users. Um, But, yeah, we'll see how all that goes. I'm going to move on from the fact that drafts are back. Um, I might start making some content around it on the channel. So subscribe to catch that. I want to thank um, so Rare Data who sponsor this podcast every week. I use them all the time, and I use them this week. Hi, B, to build a lineup. Um... That has went and won. I've won my first division ever. Would you believe that? I won an underdog before. I have in 10 second places or something, 6 second places, 10 thirds or whatever it is. Loads of podiums. I couldn't win. I couldn't find a win anywhere. And I've just won under 23 Rare Pro with 465 points. Now, I'm saying this. This is not getting cut out. There is a chance I go to second, but it requires two guys who play in Asia at some stage today, to both score hundreds. It's not happening. It's just not allowed to happen. So I'm winning. It's done. Um, and I built this lineup using so Rare Data's lineup builder. Give it a crack using the link in the description. Um, or use code John Nellis when you upgrade your subscription. You get two weeks free at their top tier and you can try everything out and then you can go to free. Um, what do you think of that, Hybe? You got me on this platform about three years ago and I've just fucking won. It took me that long. Isn't that disgraceful? I'm actually surprised. I thought I'd seen you win some more. It must have just been podiums. No, no? I'm absolutely shite. Um, I think it was just podiums. Let me see. If I go to my car, so we're honours, it'll tell me exactly what I've done. I won um, Underdog Super Rare whenever it was a thing, which was like one of my wins. And then outside that, I have only six seconds and four four thirds. So And I won win. So... 11 podiums ever and i've just actually won a proper division for the first time so long it's been it's been a long time in the making but you want to tell you the thing that it's one of those where it's like obviously i'm over the moon and i'm excited right but obviously because it's international break i mean it's only 160 dollars for top spot right and if you actually go and look at the prize pool right the prize pool rare star 
Oh my days. Right. Who's in it? Hold up a fucking second here. Hold up a fucking second, Hybe. Oh, okay. Right. I am excited. So I was about to go and say to you, I looked at the pool yesterday and there was one Florian Verts left and after that, it's like under 23 goalkeepers from fucking Germany and Austria and stuff, which is fine. But I've just went and rebooted it and because they've dropped the Bundesliga and the Premier League cards, there's 13 Hallands, 13 Sackas, 13 Verts's. There's Sherpin and Boniface and Atabolu, but there's a there's Chavi Simon Schlatterbeck, there's a lot Savoslies, there's all sorts of guys in there apparently now. Imagine I got an Erling Haaland. I'd actually shit my cacks. like I'd actually die if I got a rare Erling Haaland. They've upgraded it because they knew you've won. Oh, here it comes. It must have been. There's it must no have other. been. So must I'm be. I'm gonna get a Haaland. It's rigged, and I'm gonna get a Haaland. I'm telling you what. I fucking it hope rigged? it's rigged. Completely rigged. I fucking hope it's rigged. I'll take it. I don't care. You must get that all the time. I actually haven't had it in a while. Not quite as controversial as you. No. Um, I'd even take a wee Bukayo Saki, you know. Yeah, I'd take a Florian Verts. I just hope I get one of them. Like, don't You know if I go and get like a Victor Boniface? Like, don't get me wrong. Jeez, big man scores well. But... And, like, good reward and all that. But you see if I get, like, a fucking Nikola Kavlina from Locomotive Zagreb, I will just be a little bit disappointed after, like, my first first win. Do you know what I mean? It's like a good under-23 goalkeeper there. I know, but you get my point, don't you? Like, obviously, I'm... <laughs> all I've wanted this whole time, I swear to God, all I wanted the whole time was the chance, the sniff of a chance of a maybe getting an Mbappe. Now that's turned to a Haaland. All I want is the chance of an Haaland, and they've given me that. That's all I can ask for. When I open this reward later, if it pops up Norway, champagne's been open, and I'm shitting the cacks. Or call my mum and dad, tell them they can quit work. It's done. You're retiring. Mama, buy yourself a house. Do you know what I mean? We've got a new video tonight. Popping. I've actually got a bit nervous now. That that's made my day a little bit because I, I was a bit disappointed when I saw it. I was like, oh god, I'm gonna win a fucking kill Sherpin and have to act all over the moon. Like, don't get me wrong. Under twenty three rare. Yeah, go going into the game week, I absolutely would have bit your arm off for a kill Sherpin as my reward. I would have been like, oh, that was a good game week. But now that we're here and I've won it, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. It's Holland or cry. We've all been here. Have you won anything big recently? No, not not recently. Not anything big at all. Um, grinding a few super rare, two forties. Yeah, I need to think. I think I need to have a bit of a, a gallery refresh and make some some new additions. Mm. So I've, I've been playing, but I don't take it super serious these days. I chuck in my lineups. I'm not listening to content creators. I'm not, you know, really spending an awful lot of time on lineup mm. builder. Your shout out there to Surreal Data. I should be using that a lot more. I spend my money on their subscription because it's a fantastic subscription to have. And why wouldn't you have it if you're you're playing this game seriously? Um, maybe need to just play the game a bit more seriously. Yeah. I think we're coming out of the, the summer mode. And as leagues get back to... Yeah, get back fully, then it becomes a, a much more exciting game, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm just looking at this midweek and I've got a handful of lineups. I had a hit 30th and cap 240 rare. Um, Lovely. 8th and, and under 23 super rare, but I only had two players playing. So if I had a, one, one other super rare under 23 there, I'm, I'm getting some kind of prize. So yeah, maybe just need to, to focus on, on that and make some additions. Super uh, rares are really undervalued at the moment um, they dipped again there was a point there where they were massively undervalued and then everyone bought them all and now maybe they're back down are they I think well individually you look at a certain player and you think if you're going to if you were building a squad to target cap 240 super rare for example mm. as a newer user excluding the goalkeeper let's pretend you already have that you, you bought that early and you can you can buy super rare outfield there's relatively cheap. You can put a handful of them to, together for a few threshold wins. Um, so it's back to what you can do with 
rare with limited mm. there's there's definitely opportunities there i um i should maybe be targeting cap 240 super rare a bit harder i think like with the way my gallery set up now i was just starting to build lineups before we hit record because it's something i really need to put a couple of hours into today um i'm actually off flying away tomorrow um and going and recording loads of content for a week so i'm gonna be in london and then i'm going over to miami and i'm gonna mm. see messi play um we're making loads of fucking videos so i'm really excited but I, I basically have loads to get done today including my lineups so i went to do my lineups and i'm kind of in this predicament right where it's like how much do i want to prioritize this because if i go and auto generate it through like so rare data you know it's saying like to throw in the likes of kulisevsky right i'm not, I'm not going to do that because at the minute kulisevsky is actually in pretty decent form he's an l5 of 69 he's smashing okay two of those big scores were for sweden but Spurs are playing all right. Postacoglu, they're playing great. Up against Sheffield United at home. Kulisevsky's probably one of my better super rares that's under 23 this week. So I'd probably need to go there. But then, that leaves a big hole in my cap 240. And the other problem is now with these all-star rare pro long-form competition. It's like I want to target that. So to put him there, to put him on under 23 rare pro. But regardless, he's not going in the cap 240. So basically what I'm saying is... I probably do need a little bit more super rare depth. I feel like so many of my super rares are just like bench fodder youngsters. Um, but yeah. yeah I'm there, I, have, I have a couple of keepers that see me through, but then a lot of the outfield players yeah, could could do with having backups or, or enhancements there. Will we answer some, some questions? We will. We will. Yeah, I'm just looking at lineup builder and trying to put Cherky in my 240 for me. Are you going to do that? Leon have been pretty crap. You've Kakaray as well, don't you? Yeah. Um, they can sometimes hit together, but as you say, they've, they've not been great recently. No, at the end of last season, they were great, but then the start of this season, they're just getting smashed all the time. But did they lose their manager recently or something? I could be wrong. I loosely followed that or read something, so... I'm hoping for a wee bit of an upturn there because Kakare, for example, absolutely slayed at the end of last season and then he's come out this season. I'm, I'm not saying he's been a chump, but the whole team's just been a bit crap. Um, You know, that's happened when he's an L15. Like his, his L5 is 50, but his L15 is 63. You can tell there's a bit of a dip there. Um, Right, I'm going to start throwing questions at you. You ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Are you ready? Have you got like your? Are you ready to swat these away because there's some loaded ones? I don't think there's any that bad to be honest with you. Um, but here's a little cat amongst the pigeons. YNWA as a pioneer and OG of so rare content, which is fair. Who from the new generation do you follow now to get your fix, or do you feel that the quality and underlying motives of most now are disingenuous? Do you want me to follow follow up with the? the drama after that and then you can commentate on it all or do you want to give us your answer first yeah i'll give us an answer on that one so it's always fun of mark to throw in a wee grenade there and try to all good um but yeah no i, ge- I genuinely think most of the content creators that i see are are not acting in that way there mm. there's always going to be some bad actors whenever there's money involved but and i, and I don't think it's really any secret that Surreal influencers and media creators are also benefiting from growing their brand and using Surreal to, to enable that. Um, and that might be benefiting them in various way, levels of like financial reward via affiliate codes and, and all sorts. But that, that's the situation. That's what is, is available. And I think on a whole, there's value being brought by these individuals. Uh, yeah, there's bad actors as i've said people who are out there to, to scam but i think m- most people who are out there putting content out are doing that one for themselves but it's adding value to the community adding value mm. to new people coming in into surreal and um, so I, I don't really I, I don't really see there's, there's no one i can point to that i think that's mm. a, they're, they're terrible and if if i ever did they would just have just blocked them i wouldn't see them on my timeline very much and i think that's what what happened right the mm. good guys and you can quite quickly block and ignore those that you can see their intentions are, are not so great so i think yeah there's maybe maybe feels like it's oversaturated in terms of content a little bit there's a lot of repetition and varying degrees of quality but 
the varying degrees of quality can also be attributed to people starting out somewhere and learning how to to build up their brand we all done that ourselves and you, you know yourself five years ago the quality that you are putting out compared to mm. the stuff you're doing now is light years ahead so it's yeah i don't think there's, there's any anyone that yeah is out there to to do too much bad I, in the community i feel Other like the accounters and, and others like that I could ramble about this all day and maybe people don't care, so I'll try and cap myself in a minute or two, but I think it's like, it's almost like this paradox within the so rare content space, and it's important that people realise this, where the the content is sem- is pretty repetitive across all the creators now. Now, I'm not necessarily, I don't really watch any so rare content these days, I listen to a pod- I listen to the so rare data podcast, but like, I don't really, I'm not a big YouTube watcher. Um... I I think it gets very repetitive in terms of lineup builders and reward openings and scouting stuff and road to glories because there really isn't that much that you can do on so rare like in the moment or something I don't know like you can't just like the trading isn't liquid enough to be like oh I'm gonna jump on for an iron trade let's see how we get on or like you know you're kind of very you're capped on what you can do whenever you get into the realms of really creative out there vloggy in real life kind of so rare content I've said this a million times, so rare content creators are not incentivized. They are not paid if they do that. You get paid by signing people up. So everyone's going to do the same type of content. Now, a new user might come out all guns blazing or a new content creator, sorry, might come out all guns blazing and do all this really fun, innovative content. Think back to me trying to do the show me the ETH thing where there's three or four traders over a month who can trade the most and follow and all that. Editing nightmare, logistical nightmare, but tried it. Um, the big vlog where I sunk money of my own to bring a camera man and editor, which turned out to be the best decision ever because now me and Alex are like best friends and work on the main channel. It's now just our career. But like I put a couple of grand of my own money into going to Barcelona to make the so rare vlog, which got 2,000 views or something. Do you know how much that pays in revenue? It's probably like a tenner. It's like new creators who come out with all these fun ideas will do them and then realize oh that actually isn't sustainable because the views aren't there yet so you fall into doing the content that is affordable easy and that pays which is content that might recruit new people to so rare so in terms of like underlying motives and disingenuous and stuff like what underlying motives are there? there isn't even that much money in the space i don't think these days for like a new up-and-comer people who've been here from the early days like me or other creators who've been banging affiliate drums for two three years caught the gary v booms and stuff yes i'm sure there, there is money in that well they expire after a year but you, you get my point i don't know if you get my point hybe or if i'm going around in circles i don't know like what i do find disingenuous is content that makes it out as if we're all making shit tons of money to try and get new people in the door or lying about the product that yeah disingenuous but i don't watch enough of it to see that if this is targeted at me i don't know what i'm really doing wrong but like i just think the con- content space I-, I get people sending me ideas all the time i said i'd stop after a minute or two i'm still going but i am gonna stop of like john it would be class if you did this like y- you should go to this and you should do that or what if you got like five people from this or you did this with so rare cards and then traveled and did that and it's like do you know how much that money that costs how much editing power that takes do you know how how hard that all that is and in the so rare space a really really good video might get five thousand views that's titled so rare it's like that just will not that's not sustainable do you know what i mean so i don't know i just think the content space is is going to be as is now until there are if there ever is a million users more five million users where people can start to get the numbers that fpl pull if i'm putting out a not road to glory and it's getting fifty thousand views twenty thousand views then let's start talking but until then people are going to make repetitive content but maybe i'm kind of straight away from mark's question did yeah, that don't make know. sense i don't think it was targeted at you to be fair thank you yeah, yeah I, I, I generally don't i um, i don't I don't either. I'm not even taking it that way. I just don't really know enough, like who it would be targeted at or whatever. But like, um, yeah, it's um, I do feel like there was a while there where loads of content creators popped up out of nowhere, all trying to do the same thing. And I don't know if they're still popping up or not because people realize that content. It's about you need to keep <laughs> the first few you make on YouTube. You're probably going to get fifty views, and then I don't know if people have the resilience to keep going for 
a year, two years, five years. Um, yeah, it's hard, right? As, as you know, it's a yeah. slog to put in an effort behind the scenes that no one else sees. We'll move on. There was a wee bit of debate about that. If anyone wants to see it, go on to Twitter and have a wee read. Uh, Marco Sullivan, are there any Hibs players worthwhile to have for this season on so rare? So, this is a funny one. So I think there's always value in any player, right, on so rare, depending on how you want to, to use that player. So, Hibs players? Mm. Maybe more suited for a cap 220 or something like that. <laughs> if you, you want to get a, a, use a goalkeeper and a few of our defenders. But... Yeah, I think there's there's lots of Hibs players. I, I don't tend to use them. That's because I've watched Hibs for many years and have been let down by them so many times over the years mm. that they're not... I, 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 you know, I would never bet on Hibs to win. So putting them in a, a lineup, but it does frustrate me when I see other people winning with Hibs players in their lineup <laughs> or Hibs players posting really good scores. So over the last couple of weeks, I have been putting them in here, here and there as I've had some European games, but we played Aston Villa and got absolutely hammered. So mm. that, was, that wasn't a great strategy either. So there's, yeah, I think there's lots of Hibs players. Any, any, anyone in, in the, the current lineup, you've got some really old players that are on their way out have got a season or two so your Hanlons, your Stevensons, your Marshalls in defence that can post a decent score are not that consistent though but are very very cheap so if you were building a cheap cap to 240 team they are potentially an option mm. um, I wouldn't be spending an awful lot of money on, on Hibs players though uh, uh, as you yeah. can see I've never went big on, on Hibs players. The reason when they first came out in the platform, I was a bit annoyed. I wish they had came on far earlier when their values were a lot smaller. I couldn't justify paying the prices that they started to go for compared to what I could maybe get for someone playing for Benfica or for Ajax or Feyenoord when I know the quality level difference between these, these clubs. And I know mm. utility within the game plays, plays its part. But yeah, there's I, I couldn't see myself spending the the money there in the early days, so I missed out on some of the the serial numbers, the the one out of hundreds, and, and those kind of things. But I was happy to do so because mm. I didn't see they were they were worth it. Mark wants to know: Are there any promising youngsters at Hibs who you think would be good enough to go on and play in the Premier League? So even if they're not really good now, is there any like youngsters that you'd you'd back? EPL standards always a, a difficult one, and I think. Mm what you, you see over the years football does surprise you and the people that end up in the Premier League or the roots that certain players have in their careers can be quite quite surprising um, looking at the our, our last game and the, the lineup around that squad no uh, I don't think there's anyone really there that has a, a great chance of of playing in the, the Premier League you have Ellie Ewan Dylan Ventry and maybe Will Fish who's was on loan from from Man U. I mm. don't see the, the first two of them actually making a, a step up to the Premier League. They could play in England, maybe in the Championship. Could see that definitely happening, um, similar to to Nisbet. But Will Will Fish on loan from from Man United for a second year. For me, that kind of suggests that he's not going to make the grade there. He did make his debut for Man U against Wrexham in the summer. But they've allowed them to come out on loan to us again. And is that to, to just give them more experience with the view of going into a Man United team in that, in that defence? I don't think so. I think he's yeah probably found a, found a level at Hibs. Let me see. Have we any other questions? Do you still... This is from Risu Wasaka Gadaisuki. I'm going to get that bang on from in future. Yeah, I'm going to try it again. Risu, Risu Wasaka Gadaisuki. Do you still like slash love Sora as much as you did in your first days, or even more? You've already kind of alluded to the fact that it was sore a little bit. Yeah, so I, th I think it was. I've, I've clearly lost the the passion and where uh, and how I in interacted with the platform um, eighteen months ago or so. I think naturally, even if that hadn't happened, and just playing like yourself, 
you probably after a point once you've built up your squads for me that was one of the, the most exciting parts so mm. the, the regular trading looking at the market and trying to to buy players to enhance enhance your lineups once you've got a, a certain collection and you're able to, to put in lineups fairly easily week to week then you lose out on that and it becomes more of a, a research game looking into fixtures and form and that kind of thing there's maybe the, the odd trade that you do there but the game the game changes and it becomes more like yeah, a, a, a very different game so yeah I'm, I massively enjoy it I like seeing new cards coming onto the market I like scouting out youth players I as exciting as when you you first join yeah no i agree I, th- I remember like i used to remember the balls like i remember early doors when i bought like a diada and i bought like a ruben diaz and i remember being like oh my god i can now use this i can put this in my team that's like a significant upgrade i think yeah. now i'm at the stage where there's no real significant upgrades i can buy do you know what i mean i got Kimmich and it gave me a bit of a buzz because it was like, oh, he is like an upgrade. But now within rare, there's no one. And then once you get to super rare and rare, to go up to those like serious upgrades, it's like, well, I'm never actually going to compete there. So like, you know, it's it's almost unrealistic for me to aspire to have a super rare Kimmich or a, even like a super rare Sala. Or I'm like, I could I could probably get that with a good bit of shifting in the galley. But do you know what I mean? It's like, I think I'm kind of a big fish. What am I? I'm not a big fish. I'm not a whale, but I'm a I'm a I'm like a dolphin within the the pond that is rare. That's a fucking shit analogy. You get my point. I'm kind of just comfortable where I am, and I've got cards like I'm sticking the likes of Vanikins and Odegaards and stuff into training each week because I can't fit them in my teams because I've got really good options. But equally, I don't think of enough beans in the tank to really push super rare. So I'm kind of just like content chilling where I am. Whereas I know what you mean. In the early days, it was like every new card was like a buzz because it was like, I'm going to use this. This opens up another division. Fuck, I just want another goalkeeper. Now I can enter Challenger. It was like a real building process. The volume of options back then enabled that as well. And the amount of users that were on the platform. So people were, were building their collections. You didn't have, as you said, all, all these options. You didn't have your Kimmiches there. So as a new auction came out, it was worthwhile to, to keep an eye on and to maybe bring that in. Now there's, I don't know, I, I don't have a clue what the, the most recent uniques up for up for sale are. Mm. It's not something I really keep an eye on these days. I think that's changed. Let me go and see what uniques have we got coming up. Walter Benitez up in two and a half hours, 2.8 ETH on him. Some goalkeeper from PSV. Who's, on, who's, who's got the highest bid there? Mr. Bid. Um, I have no idea about the, the unique market. All I know is I'm not in it. These are purple, though. These are not black anymore. You don't like it? They've changed the color. So you're not about it? Mm, if Yeah, it's, I don't like it. Look at the... Look at Patrick Schulte. Black card. Patrick it, Schulte? He's on... Yeah, just search for uniques up for... Oh, okay. Option. Patrick Schulte, unique. Yeah, it's a black card. Nice black card. The one you, next to him. You're not about the purples then. It's not about, yeah, that's changed. Yeah. I don't know. I think the purple's quite regal. I kind of like it. But then I do, I get I get the significance of the historical, like the black card, but like, yeah, maybe. I just don't think I live there, so I don't really care. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to be owning any of these anytime soon. Um, Jonas wins unique is there for sale it'll probably fetch a, a nice wee price um, right another question or two then we'll wrap up excellent guest so here's one for you from Jay Fraz if you had to forecast the next 12 months on SoRare what would be the peaks and what would the peaks and troughs look like in terms of upside downside from where we are now and what you think would be the key events to drive this so what do you see the next 12 months looking like and what do you think the big things to, to drive that are yeah, it's a difficult one. I think Surreal can go any direction. I think we've seen that it's been quite resilient compared to other projects, especially Web3 projects. But there are still other conditions like economic concerns that are within our you know, horizon view that mm. 
think Serrera are not completely out of range of being impacted by. So people do have less money to spend, but typically they do still tend to spend it in these types of platforms. I don't know. I think Serrera will go from personally from strength to strength, who, regardless of what happens in the, the wider wider world. Serrera's here to stay. People who are, are playing it, the core, I don't know what, what the core user base is actually these days, 30, 40, 50,000, whatever that may be. But I think people are largely here to stay. You're not, we're not seeing people come in for a couple of months and then turn their back on Serrera because they've got bored of it or, mm. yeah too much of a, a risk for them you you come in and you stick around in, in this com- community by and large i think it is quite quite sticky i think they, they need to somehow get user growth to match card supply mm. this is one of the, the biggies over the next 12 months so how they deal with that will dictate how the, the platform goes getting some improvements on the, the u.s sports side so nba and mlb I don't really play in that space, but they seem flat to me mm. versus the, the football side of things. I think they're from what I see from certain accounts, there seems to be issues with prizes, values of these cards have not done very well, but maybe there's a huge opportunity there. And John, you know more about the traditional card market than, than I do. And those sports are, are they not a lot bigger than football in terms of collectability and card yeah is there is there something in that space that where people are missing a trick on yeah. i don't know maybe it's um i do i know what you mean i feel like basketball just hasn't been a thing now for a while now obviously their season's coming back around soon so maybe that that'll wake up a bit and maybe they'll put some more resources in there there'll be a i don't know it'll be more engaging product but it definitely seems to have been a dead one of the three kind of prongs of the of so rare, it's it's been dead for a while. MLB people aren't too happy with. Now I'm happy enough just chugging along because I don't really follow it or care. I just so rare line up, so rare did a lineup builder, pop the lineups in, and I'm winning rewards, which is a fun wee side thing for me. I've won like five or six rare cards only using limiteds, which is amazing. Um, but the football for me is all I really care about. Um, and I've been quite happy. But I hear what you mean in terms of like I think with the football, it's like I think there's it's sticky enough. I can't imagine football my weekend of football without so rare anymore i enjoy it that much i think a lot of people yeah. are in the same boat so there is absolutely a place in the world for this and i think the key is getting people on board but maybe with this new kickoff mode and these free-to-play modes if they market like the free-to-play over time more people and with this new um cash wallet maybe it will just become more um intuitive for people to kind of convert from free-to-play to paid and we haven't actually seen that really in action yet in terms of like an onboarding marketing push coupled with this new cash wallet system. So we'll look, I, th- I think God knows what will happen over the next six months in terms of numbers, but maybe they'll have something for the Euros then. Maybe they won't. Um, but we'll see where it goes. Hybe, I think I'm pretty much happy. If you have anything else you want to talk about, hit me with it now. If not, I'm happy to wrap up. No, I'm good. I'm good. Cool. Well, look, it's been a pleasure having you back. It's only been, what, a year and a half or something. People can find you at so Rare Hybe. Um And yeah, I hope people enjoyed it. Uh, leave a review, leave a like, leave a subscribe and go and find you. Hybe, anything else you want to plug or talk about? No, I'm all good. Just reach out on, on Twitter. That's where I'm at. I'm going to try and engage a bit more and be posting the odd giveaway here and there. There might be some other projects that i'm involved with that i'll tweet about i always do that i'm not a one-man band on surreal but yeah surreal is probably the main focus very good well look thanks for your time thank you